This is the Dave Fox Show Remodeling Show. I'm Gary Demas. Really glad you're tuned in this morning. And of course, I have Jamie Braslavsky here with me, our marketing director. So, Jamie. Good morning. Everything going good for you today? Yeah, it's yep. a great little Sunday. Yes, indeed. <laughs> All right. And um, just want to remind everyone that they can reach us at our website, DaveFox.com. We've got a ton of information there. Uh, great photographs of projects, a lot of just general information about the remodeling process, right, Jamie? Yeah, absolutely. We have a resource center on there that kind of talks about a lot of things. Um, we have all of these podcasts on there as well. Yeah. And then photo gallery, project timelines, budget expectations, yep. uh, glimpse at our showroom. I mean, you name it. Yep. It's on there. Look it all over. And if you want to give us a, a chat or get in touch with us, you can fill out a nice little convenient form there that doesn't pop up in your face every time you're trying to find something. <laughs> that is one of my pet peeves with websites. I hate when you go to a website trying to find some information and this big old thing pops up and covers the whole screen. Yeah, and wants you to it's sign like, up for their mm, emails. I would like to strangle somebody. <laughs> so we don't do that to you on our website. No, it's we a don't. nice, pleasant experience. We're not snooping. Yep. We also only use your email if you ask us to. Yep. So if you do fill out a form and put in your email address. So people address, said, please use this on all uh, spam marketing filters. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> people don't ask that? No, we, oh. don't do, we don't do any of that. We, if you fill out a form, there's a checkbox there if you're interested in receiving our newsletter. But if you do not check it, we will not. Okay. But you. our a newsletter is not like... Sometimes you buy something online and like every day you're getting two emails a day. <laughs> no, it's just a monthly newsletter. So once a month. Yeah, a monthly newsletter. It's just either has kind of a, um, we'll go through details of a project we recently completed. Sometimes it has home maintenance tips on there for you to um, consider mm -hmm. at that mm -hmm. time. Upcoming events we have, things yep. like that. So everything from us is not going to be pestering. It's going to be good information and not frequent intervals that's going to drive you nuts that's right it's time just right so that when the next one comes oh good i get to see this again yes that's right all right that is the day fox experience <laughs> okay so today jamie what are we talking about on the radio show so today we're going to talk about in-law suites and how mm -hmm. you can accommodate an in-law or a parent moving into your home yep and that happens quite frequently doesn't it it really does yeah. um, a lot. I think on one aspect, a lot of cultures, that's somewhat of the expectation is yeah. for the parents to eventually move in with the children. Mm -hmm. um, and then I think a lot of just life circumstances and the cost of living now, things like that mm -hmm. kind of make that happen. Or, um, you know, I think especially during COVID with the so many restrictions and fear that was put into kind of retirement homes yeah. or senior assisted living, things like that a lot of people made that shift to mm -hmm. just moving their parents in with them yeah. um, for extra care and things like that. So, so hey, do you have any pointers for me so that Linda and I could move in with one of our three daughters? I mean, is there anything we should be doing to prep them right now for that? Um, well, I guess make sure that they move into a home with either space to add on or <laughs> can accommodate <laughs> an right. elevator. Um, so if my daughter's saying, Dad, look at this house we're buying, I say, oh, that's not big enough. Yeah. Is there, <laughs> You're going to need more is space. Is there room for mom and dad in there? Is there a bedroom on the first floor? Yeah. Okay. So I'll <laughs> just give those subtle little hints. Yeah. I think that'll work, work fine. Okay. okay. Well, let's get into it. Okay. So... 
you know, when we think of an in-law suite and a parent moving in with us, oftentimes they are moving in out of ailment issues, either health or physical conditions. Um, or loneliness. Or loneliness. There's yeah. lots of reasons. Mm-hmm. But focusing for a moment on kind of the, the health, ailment, physical limitations kind of realm, uh, we often want accessibility to be a big consideration with this project, sure. especially because even if they are moving in at a time that they're completely physically, physically able to, um, you know, five years can make a big difference depending yeah. on the age of the individual and, or eight years, 10 years, you know, everything along those lines can really make a big difference. So you definitely want to plan for an accessible space, mm-hmm. um, in some capacity. And I think that your reason, your why, basically with every project, your why is what kind of drives a lot of your decisions. Um, but with this one in particular, and then also I think you have to take a very close look at your relationship you have with said parent moving in Mm -hmm. and how much privacy you need them and you to be Mm -hmm. able to have. Mm -hmm. Um, those are a couple really big factors. You know, we, we do in-law suites that is simply an extra bedroom. Uh, we do in-law suites that it's a bedroom and bathroom. Mm-hmm. We do in-law suites that's a bedroom, bathroom, kitchen, living room uh, with a private entrance. You know, there's a really, when you say in-law suite, it can mean everything from a bedroom to really a full mini house um, that happens to be attached around the same property as yours. Yeah. So there's a really wide range of projects that that could inflict onto your home. Yeah. Um, and, and I think too, with you know the housing market the way it is, a lot of people would rather stay or, you know, maybe their elderly parents, it was such a good time to sell that they took that opportunity mm-hmm. um, to sell their home that maybe they had lived in forever and, you know, moved in with their children. And maybe it's just financially made the most sense. Yeah. And in that case, usually uh, parents moving in bring some cash along to do any work that needs to be done, right? Yeah. Or I mean, I think that, I think the... That helps a lot, especially sometimes they'll go in on a house together. Mm-hmm. Can make a big difference too. And then a lot of times it's for the sake of childcare. Um, you know, I have friends that their parent lives with them, and that's their childcare. Mm-hmm. They get them on and off the bus. They, you know, don't need to send them to camps in the summer. They're home with the grandparent and things like mm-hmm. that. So there's lots of different reasons. Um, and then there's lots of different just situations, you know, and. It's funny, I've, I've had this thought in our home. Um, we're fortunate that none of our parents are near this state yet. However, it crosses my mind, and we live in a kind of modern split level, um, and there's not a good opportunity for an in-law suite that does not involve stairs. Mm, okay. Um, yeah. Because of the way the multi-level homes right. are set up, the modern right. ones anyway. And I think that that can be a big challenge. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, you know, the home might have plenty of square footage maybe, but there's no room to do an addition, you know, and that's where elevators can become a factor and things like that. Mm-hmm. So there's all sorts of things to kind of take into consideration and really think about when you're having an in-law move in with you or a parent move in with you. Um, I think, I think honestly, the relationship and how you feel that's going to go plays a really big factor on where you put said in-law suite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's got to be a team effort and group effort, right? Yeah. Obviously the, the parents moving in have to have, a, understand what's happening because yeah. you want them to be comfortable long-term. Mm-hmm. So you're right. There's a lot of dynamics at play here. And we as remodeling designers, uh, 
don't always like to get in the position of being home counselors, but sometimes <laughs> we are stuck in that position. Oftentimes, yeah. yes. <clears throat> and uh, I mean, it just kind of goes with the territory, but really it's our job in those situations really to present to the homeowners and the people that, you know, the parents moving in or whatever. Mm-hmm ideas and designs and get feedback and keep working with them trying to really create that space that's going to work for their particular situation yeah and the ideal too is for it to work long term you Mm -hmm. know or as long as it might be needed so if you know right now maybe they're moving in because financially it made the most sense for them to sell their home um, and move with you for a while and they're completely physically able to do stairs, no problem at all. The basement, especially an unfinished one, is a great solution. You can design yeah. the space around their needs. You can give them their own little kitchenette, bathroom, bedroom. Uh, you'll need to put in an egress window, of course, but really a really great opportunity would be an unfinished basement if they're able to do the steps. Yeah, um, and we've done a number of those. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you know, a kitchenette and a basement can double as a bar too for entertaining. Mm-hmm. So you yep. can really make the space good for the whole family that way. Yep. So on the Dave Hawks Home Remodeling Show today, we're talking about in-law suites and that's been a popular thing the last few years. Mm-hmm. And as I mentioned, a lot of times the in-laws bring some money along to make that happen, which you know increases the value of a home. We'll take a quick break. Welcome back. This is the Dave Fox Show Remodeling Show. You're listening to us on 610 WTVN or on a podcast somewhere. Who knows where? Yes. And uh, today we're talking about uh, in-law suites, mm-hmm. which is a popular remodel. And uh, as we were mentioning in the first segment, in case you missed it, you know, there's a lot of opportunities for collaboration and, uh, you know, working through issues. The dynamics are different in every situation. And it's really just like general remodeling, yeah. obviously. You know, any kind of remodeling we're doing in a home really rotates around the dynamics of that home, uh, what their needs are, what they're trying to accomplish, what's their budget, how does their house lend itself to the remodeling they're talking about. So those are a lot of issues that we really help people walk through. Yeah. So when you come to an in-law suite, you just add another dynamic, right, Jamie? Yeah, I mean, you're adding a whole nother person um, to the mix with their own set of opinions and and things, especially someone that's older and maybe is very set in their ways um, of how they feel like things should be and things like that. Um, Another really, you know, unique example of of projects that we've done, oftentimes, you know, a client might have us out or, you know, someone might call in and say, I need my, you know, mother-in-law is moving in with us. We need to add on to our home to accommodate. And we come out there and a lot of times it's a sizable home and, you know, we might kind of ask a few more questions of, okay, well, you have a a formal living room, a formal dining room, a casual dining, you know, all those sorts of different spaces in your home. Is there any part of your home you don't currently use Mm -hmm. um, or that you don't feel has value to you? And we've been able to take over that formal dining room, formal living room to create an in-law suite that has a bathroom, has a living space and a bedroom Mm -hmm. um, for the person moving in. And it's on the first floor. Mm -hmm. So that's been a really um, high functioning kind of use of that square footage that maybe isn't utilized anymore. Yeah. Um, The other thing that's kind of nice is you know, that something else we've done with the living room, dining room is maybe there's already a full bathroom on the first floor, so you don't need to add another one. Um, And then what's nice about that is you're really just 
adding kind of doors and walls. So you're, you know, if that parent moves out or you don't need that space for that anymore, it's really easy to kind of flip it back mm -hmm. um, as well. Yeah. And so I think that those are all really important things to consider. Um, I know my grandmother moved in with my uncle and they were fortunate enough to have an extra sitting room on their first floor and they had accommodated the bathroom that was already there to be ADA compliant. Um, she had a walker and mm -hmm. to make sure that, you know, there wouldn't be any issues with that. And, you know, it's such a, it was such a blessing um, having that ability for, to have somewhere for her to move in. Um, she really was did not want to be into a home. And it put life back in her and mm. my grandma by being able to be with family, have a, you know, a full mm. dinner table again and things like that. Yeah. Um, I think bought her so many more years. Yeah, that's, um, that's great. I mean, she was 101 when she passed. So wow. I, think it, I think it did its job. <laughs> I think they signed up longer than they intended. Uh -huh. But... Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah and as you stuff. mentioned, like a lot of times there'll be a room that's not getting used a lot. And there's a number of situations where we'll take that room and also add on. So yeah. we uh, you know, take advantage of the space that's available in the existing home so we don't have to add as much on to the addition. But getting a bathroom in is usually a pretty high priority in yeah. these scenarios. Yeah, absolutely. I think you know, having at least some sense of privacy makes it a better situation for everybody involved you know it's hard having someone else live with you i mean we often vacation with other families and we'll you know rent a house or whatever and it's can be challenging to mm -hmm. live with other people when you're not used to living with other mm -hmm. people everyone does things their own way i mean you go through that challenge once of moving in with a significant other and learning the way that they load the dishwasher which is often the wrong way if you ask me <laughs> and um you know so there's a lot of accommodations that that need to be made and, and considerations. Um, but yeah, as we were discussing earlier too, with the basement suite, um, uh, space is usually really suitable in a basement. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the stairs would be the factor, but we've done elevators that can go to the basement as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, which oftentimes, you know, really when you think about it, that adding the elevator down to the basement can cost less than adding a whole bedroom and bathroom on to the first floor of a home um, if you're going out. Yeah, both of them be significant expenses. Elevators yeah. are quite a chunk yeah. of money. Um, usually 80,000 80, or in that range. Oh, really? Yeah. That is quite a chunk of money. <laughs> By the time you add the space for it. And yeah. All in. So it's, it's a sizable investment. Yeah. But as you say, if you don't have to add a lot of extra, you know, additional living space, that definitely would offset. Yeah, Yep. for sure. Um, another really great option is, um, again, this will depend a lot on your property, but having a separate structure. I mean, that's about as good as it gets. Sometimes you have kind of a carriage garage, mm -hmm. maybe. Maybe it has space above it, an attic that can be converted into mm -hmm. a bedroom bathroom. Um, or maybe you only have ever had a two-car garage and this is your chance to build a carriage garage um, with space for said mother-in-law, father-in-law, whoever's vehicle and your own, and then a space above it. Mm -hmm. um, or just a carriage house in general. You know, that definitely gives that privacy and separate separation of space. Yeah. That would be ideal. Mm -hmm. um, but not all. Most properties don't have the space to do that. Right. I can think of one... Uh uh, project I was involved with where we took a two-car garage 
It was attached to the home, converted that to a living space for a, mo- a mother-in-law. Okay. And then they built an exterior garage. Uh, they had room on their property to do that. Yeah. So that way she had access to the home, but it was a separate location. And yeah. And she had a privacy. And then they just built additional garage on. Yeah. No, I think there's a, you know, it's ever, like we said, every home is so different, but there's a really good solution for each home and each kind of family dynamic and Mm -hmm. things like that. At least we're going to work hard to find that. Yeah, Yeah. we're definitely Mm going to, sometimes we have to scratch our head a little bit and Mm -hmm. sometimes it's, you know, through a little design engineering and try this, try that kind of a thing. But um, I I feel like we're we're able to get there and and find the best solution for that Mm -hmm. home and and that family. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think... There's just more. I think of today versus 20 or 30 years ago in, in law suites and stuff. And I just think there's more of a focus on quality of life yeah. today. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like we care for our parents and we want to make sure they have a good experience. And uh, used to be just, you know, they go to a nursing home and that'd be it. And nothing wrong with that. And that still happens a lot. Yeah. But I think there is just more uh, of an eagerness to find another way. Yeah. And, you know, to incorporate them in the family. Yeah, no, I think there's definitely a lot of um a lot of that. And especially when they're being added onto you know, maybe they are taking over that formal living room, formal dining room. That's usually a pretty, you know, included part of the home and the family dynamic. And so if it is only just a door separating the two um spaces and things like that, they can feel very involved. Um, and then a lot of times we'll add an exterior door as well to the space. Mm-hmm. So they have their own entrance and exit and can kind of continue to live their life in peace too, yeah. without a like, where are you going? When are you going to be home? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. And there again, it plays into just the dynamics in that family. And yeah. What are their needs? Yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, speaking of a carriage house, another great opportunity is, and a lot of times we'll, a home will have a pool house. Um, the pool house often either already has plumbing because it has a powder room in it or something like that, but that can be converted into an in-law suite as well um, as an option, depending on the size of the pool house and, mm-hmm. and kind of the how you could go about getting to it and things like that. Yeah. But yeah. So have you ever had any in-laws or parents move in with you? Mm, no. No. My parents actually lived in their home until they passed. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we just, they had some help. Yeah. Uh, my sister helped a lot and we would go do things. I mean, but they really loved that house and did not want to leave it. So I think that was the drive. Well, and I think fact. too, the fact that they had each other. Yeah. I mean, it's not yeah. often that both um, spouses live to their 90s. Yep. Okay. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. And today on the Dave Fox Show Remodeling Show, we're talking about in-law suites and different ways of managing that. If you have a parent that wants to move in or you want them to move in, a lot of times is the case, right, Jamie? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, come on, you need to move in with us. Oh, I like my independence. Well, we'll work it out. Yeah. You, know. you can but, independently mm. watch our children. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> so, uh, Jamie, just give our listeners, if they're just tuning in, kind of a little rehash of the different options we've discussed so far on the show. Yeah. So, so far we've talked about kind of that um, taking over of a formal living room, formal dining room space and accommodating a restroom in one fashion or another, whether it be an addition or using an existing bathroom on the first floor. 
Uh, we've talked about basements, either an already finished or finishing a basement to accommodate an in-law suite, potentially kitchenette, things like that. Uh, we've also talked about, you know, the separate space of a carriage house or a, um, a carriage garage that maybe has space above it, things like that, and even a pool house. Um, there's lots of different options. You know, one that we haven't touched on yet is just the simplicity of if you have a spare bedroom. Yeah. You know, sometimes there's just a spare bedroom and that's plenty. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sometimes maybe it requires trying to find another way to add another bathroom so they mm-hmm. at least have their own bathroom if mm-hmm. you only if you don't have enough um, or don't have one designated to that bedroom which you know it's amazing to me how we're able to find places to do that in the house you know yeah um, I can think of you know even a two-story foyer sometimes can accommodate closing that in and creating a bedroom or bathroom utilizing that space Um, sometimes you might have a loft in your second story that you could build walls to create that extra bedroom. Mm -hmm. Um, there's lots of accommodations that can be made. You know, I think of, um, you know, the, either adding elevators or there's stair lifts or things like that. Or, you know, my, my grandmother lived with my parents for a period of time. Um, and there was no option other than my grandma doing the stairs, but for that period of time. So she did them. At the, in the morning and she did them in the evening mm-hmm. and you know they would help her up or down um but she just didn't go back to her bedroom mm-hmm. other than to sleep and that worked fine for the time being mm-hmm. while my uncle was getting his home ready mm-hmm. um, for her to live there so i think it just kind of depends you know the time period in which you foresee this happening can play a factor in what modifications you make as well yeah um i feel like it's i would say probably it's most common that it's one parent moving in mm-hmm. not a set of parents. Right. I think kind of like in your situation, usually um, if it's two sets of parents, they're, they often just kind of want their own home still or their yeah. own space and things like that. But usually if it's just one parent and they might be lonely or whatever the situation might be, um, accommodating their needs. Yeah. Um, I think the basements work good if there's two, two, both parents. Yeah. In because you got a lot of space to work with. Oh yeah. I mean, a lot of basements are a full house. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially if you can go as far as creating that kitchenette where they Mm -hmm. can get their own groceries, make their own dinners. And then sometimes, you know, have dinner together, but not have to, Mm -hmm. I think that makes a big difference for sure. Um, I have a few friends that have a, a parent, a parent living with them. And I, one of them has like a basement full suite with the Mm -hmm. kitchenette and everything like that. And the other one, um, just has a bedroom upstairs yeah. and that works fine for them. That's no problem. Yeah. So as I mentioned, of course, finance is always a part of every project. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, or I think most of the time, the, the parent moving in helps with living expenses. So if you're going to recondition your basement or remodel basement for two parents or one parent that are moving in, yeah, they're usually bringing some money to help do that and also help pay living expenses while they're there. So yeah. it's a win-win situation. Yeah, for sure. Especially if they were able to sell a home and were able to bring those funds then to your home to make these accommodations. Um, It can, it often works out in that way. Mm -hmm. As you were mentioning, if we have a spare bedroom or someone has a spare bedroom, a lot of times you look at that and you'll think that that's never going to work. You know, that room, there's no bathroom. Is that enough room for them? And that's where sometimes you need to think outside the box a little bit. A lot of times our designers are very helpful that way yeah because if you have some space 
there's probably a way to reconfigure some, maybe move walls a little bit, maybe add on a little bit to make it work. Yeah. And I don't want people to just think they're stuck with what they have and it can't change and it's not going to work. Yeah. Because really it could be a great future for uh, the parent to move in and, you know, enjoy the family and all the stuff that goes with that. Yeah, I think so too. And I think too, even just, um, you know, especially with our design consultants, not only do they just have such a vision when they see a space that most people don't kind of just, you know, mm-hmm. right out of the gate see, oh, well, if we just bump this and move that and do this. Um, but even just to the second step of looking at it on a floor plan, mm-hmm. it really changes the way you look at your home when it's on a floor plan yes, and what definitely. can be moved and what there's space for. And, um, you know, it's really, it can be really challenging for the homeowners that maybe have lived there a long time to see past, well, we can't move that wall. That wall has the TV on it. Yeah. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. like the TV can move too, you know? Yeah. Actually, you know, a floor plan is the way to create a creative space. Yeah. A floor plan because then you're looking at all technical data. Mm-hmm. And when you're just walking around in your home and thinking about visualizing, uh, you know, you just can't see past the wall you're looking at. But on the floor plan, you see the whole master picture. And a lot of times our designers will go into a home and the people will say, well, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And we'll usually say, well, you know what? We need to get this all on paper, on mm-hmm. the floor plan, because that's the way that me as a designer can be the most creative, because then I see all the obstacles I'm facing, any load-bearing issues, uh, you know, where the, where the TV's at or the outlet <laughs> for the TV. I mean, all that stuff <clears throat> comes into play, and it's to scale, and you really can work with things and, and hammer it out and get it right. We're just walking around a house and looking. A lot of times that can be pretty challenging. But really, it's funny that the most creative way to design is from a technical point of view, you know, looking at drawings. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it can be additionally challenging when one of the clients or people involved does not know how to read floor plans. Mm-hmm. And it's a really interesting thing because I think there's people that can read floor plans and don't understand people that can't read floor plans <laughs> um, and vice versa. And so it, it, when you add that extra dynamic of someone else moving in um, and perhaps the the in-law moving in cannot read the floor plans and doesn't understand what they're going to be adding and they might be footing the bill, mm-hmm. it can be a challenging conversation, mm-hmm. you know, and we've mm-hmm. definitely been through those challenging conversations with clients um, and their parents for that matter. Um, and that's where the VR headset comes in. It play. is. Yes. Yeah. That helps a lot. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. The VR can really get you into the space and, yeah. and kind of feel what it's going to feel like yeah. and things like that. But yeah, with the virtual reality headset, you have a true sense of space. We're looking even at, uh, at a 3d rendering. I mean, we can create renderings that look like photographs of the interior space and you can look at that. But to really get a true sense of depth and size, mm-hmm. the the VR headset really gives you the real sense of space, yeah. which is really helpful. Yeah, it's very. I mean, it's very cool. Mm-hmm. It's cool even if it's not your own home, yeah. <laughs> and you just get to look at them. <laughs> but they're very fun um, and informative to be able to do it that way. But I also think, you know, one other point to bring up, if you are maybe making accommodations to your first floor, a living room, dining room we've talked about, or maybe it's an office that you're converting, whatever the case is, another factor that you might want to consider is the sound. 
um, and adding maybe some extra insulation mm -hmm. that even just that can make it feel more private. Um, yeah. especially, you know, if you have teenagers in the house too, that maybe stay up watching movies late at night and they're going to be sharing a wall with the grandmother trying to sleep. You want to take that into consideration mm -hmm. and make sure you have soundproofing and extra insulation in there. Yeah. So soundproofing is kind of a science. It is a science in itself. And, yeah. you know, I created a soundproof recording room in my basement. So I did a lot of research on that. And it's important to know, you know, the right methods and the wrong methods. Some things you can do that you think are going to help and really have very little influence on the sound transmission. We'll talk more about that in just a minute. Welcome back. This is the Dave Fox Show Remodeling Show. We're glad you're here on segment number four. In case you missed the other three segments and are just tuning in, you can go to DaveFoxRadio.com. We've saved the day for you. We've got the recordings there. And you can go... <laughs> Listen to the first three segments. We're talking about in-law suites today, and we've covered, Jamie, a lot of different angles here so far. Yeah. And um, right at the end of the last segment, we were talking about soundproofing. So I was discussing how I've done that, you know, on my home, did a lot of research on it. And there's so many different levels of soundproofing that you can go to, and they all give you different results. So <clears throat> I wanted to pretty effective soundproof situation in my basement and mm -hmm. at the time my daughter and her six kids were living with us right and five of them were boys so soundproofing right, so you is needed to not deal. be able yeah. to hear a train coming through the house basically right. yeah open the door and it sounds like a train's outside yeah. exactly <clears throat> so what i did is i actually built two separate walls with a like one inch space between because it's vibration that's carrying sound Okay. So what you need to do is eliminate the vibration. And then I use the rock sole, the rock wool insulation in both of those walls and then drywall. Okay. So there you're deadening. The, the rock wool is much more dense than fiberglass. Fiberglass insulation does virtually nothing. Uh, so the rock wool is what really makes a difference. It's more dense. Okay. Uh, and then... The separation of the walls so you're not transmitting vibration so that's going to give you a pretty effective sound deadening situation yeah another way is to use a little wider bottom plate like a two by six plate and offset the studs alternating back and forth so the drywall is not attached you know on both sides of a single stud okay or you can just use a regular two before wall and just put rock wool in and get some deadening yeah. So the rock wool is good for voice frequencies mm -hmm. and it helps deaden those. But okay. like higher or lower frequencies, it doesn't do that much for. Interesting. So there's all different uh, ways of, of working with that. Yeah. And I think, too, knowing maybe what kind of sound do you want to keep out, you know, so if it is the TV or if it's the talking or if they're going to be in the basement and it's the footsteps above them, mm -hmm. um, kind of doing bringing that up, you know, not only on our end, but as the client, you know, making sure that you ask those questions of sound and things. Cause if you're doing all of this to move an in-law into the basement and creating a whole suite for them, you don't want it to turn up that, you know, they can't sleep down there cause the footsteps keep them up, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. Um, or maybe they're upstairs, but they're above the garage and that garage door of the teenager coming home late at night wakes them every time. Mm -hmm. Whatever the scenario is, you want to make sure to, I guess, acknowledge sound 
Mm -hmm. Um, Because I think that can make a big difference. I mean, I lived in a lot of apartments and things through college um, and briefly after. And you could definitely tell (laughs) which apartments were built well (laughs) and which ones were Mm -hmm. not built well. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember one of our first apartments we lived in, the people above us had a very tumultuous relationship. (laughs) Oh, dear. And (laughs) And we would always hear their fights. Oh, gosh. (laughs) And we would kind of laugh about it. But... um, you know, being able to that level of privacy makes a very big difference. You mm-hmm. know, when you, you're doing all this to build them their own space, if they can hear everything you're saying, it kind of loses the whole effect. Mm-hmm. So yeah. sound is a big deal, yeah, Definitely. especially with privacy. Um, but yeah. So, you know, speaking of privacy, we'd mentioned uh, a lot of people add on also their own entrance to Mm -hmm. the in-law suite, wherever it might be. Even into a basement, you can have your own entrance, kind of dig out a a set of stairs going down or whatever. That's possible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And that can definitely uh, give a big sense of freedom. Yeah. I think that one's really more about the freedom that it can give to the in-law and even to yourself, not having to feel like you have to tell the person every time you're leaving or when you're going to be home. Um, I think that's a an important factor when you're making this step to moving in with Mm -hmm. each other. Um, And so if you were going to do that and add, you know, a door like that to the exterior home, Mm -hmm. is there any specifications or code requirements that you need to follow for such a thing? Um, No, not really. I mean, it's just going to be any code that would apply to a typical residence. Any exterior door. Yeah. Okay. Uh, of course, the steps, if you're doing stairs, there's criteria for the step dimensions and mm-hmm. railings and that type of stuff. Okay. Do additional rooms or in-law suites like this require any sort of specific designation on permits? Or is it simply just a bedroom and bathroom right, yeah. and they don't care what it's being used for? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Just a residence. Yeah. Still considered a single family residence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think too, you know, a lot of times it can be challenging to decide, you know, do we want to just have the bedroom? Do we want them to have their own living room that maybe they can sit and watch TV mm-hmm. in peace? Yeah. Um, things like that. Or is this going to be enough space for them? And uh, there's a lot of that to consider. And even if you're just adding a guest bedroom, you know, or a guest in-law suite. Um, for us, we don't have any family that lives in town. So mm-hmm. we often have people visiting us. So we've finished our basement and put in a guest bedroom and bathroom. Yeah. And the one thing that we we did that I'm so glad that we did is um, there was kind of an area it would come back. You'd go down a hallway and turn into the bedroom. And instead of making that wall line up with the bedroom to make it a square Mm -hmm. we actually put it at where the hallway was so it almost has the bedroom almost has like a little vestibule area kind Mm -hmm. of like a hotel often does Mm -hmm. you know you walk in and there's kind of a little vestibule before Mm -hmm. the bedroom and it's maybe i don't know four five feet Mm -hmm. but it just makes such a different feel in that bedroom it's a buffered space yeah it's not just a room Mm -hmm. it's a space Mm -hmm. and it really makes a big difference it gives them somewhere to stick their luggage it, it just gives them a little bit more space. And it was a really, I'm really glad we did that. Mm-hmm. Um, and what would extra hallway have done for us anyway? <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Definitely nothing. Yeah. Um, so little tweaks like that even can just make all the difference. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. All has to do with how much space you have, what your typical uh, needs are for your yeah. family. and. And I think that's too where enlisting a professional contractor, people that have done in-law suites before can bring so much insight and knowledge to your plans. 
of what's worked, what hasn't worked, what's been worth it, um, you know, and feedback that we've gotten over the years um, and different ways that we've done it can really yes. uh, impact your project in a good way. Exactly. Yeah. And as I say, you know, all the, the dynamics at play are different in every situation. And yeah. So a lot of times we'll suggest to people, you know, if they just bought a new home to maybe live in it for a while before they decide for sure what they want to do. Yeah. Do you ever have that same recommendation with an in-law to live together for a, a little um, bit? And then... You know, sometimes the time element changes because sometimes it's urgent yeah. and they need to do it quick. Other times it's thinking in the future and there you have plenty of time. So really, just like anything, it revolves around the particular needs of the client that we're working with. But we can work at it from either angle. Uh, make it work. Yeah, and the quickness can be challenging, um, especially with permits and things needed. So. Well, yeah, <laughs> but I mean, as you've mentioned, if someone's going to live in a house for a year, then they get to know that house really well. They know the floor plan. They know what works and what doesn't work for their family. So they come to the table with a lot more history to evaluate what their needs are going to be. Yeah. Where if we're just designing quick before people have a chance to live through a scenario, then I think there it's especially important to have a good experienced designer because they've been through that scenario with other people so many different times. And it helps really just to give more safety to the people that we're working for, our clients. Yeah. To make sure that what they spend their money on is going to be effective for them and last for the long term. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yep. So today on the Dave Fox Show Remodeling Show, we've been talking about in-law suites. And as I mentioned, you can go to DaveFoxRadio.com. There we have a list of all of our previously broadcast radio shows, and they're categorized by subject. And you can just go down through there and find a topic that you like. Go to our website at DaveFox.com. We have tons of information. If you ever want to reach us, you can reach us by email, info at DaveFox.com, info at DaveFox.com. Really simple. We love to hear from our listeners. If you have any ideas for future shows or comments, we'd love to hear from you. Otherwise, we'll be back here next Sunday morning at 8.